You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. I didn't even look through that. Do you not trust people? No, but they provide gummy bears and pizza. And I'm like, I don't want pizza. Like, I want crackers and peanut butter. What do you have against Falcone? Are you recording? Nothing. Yeah, I no. love Falcones. <laughs> I'm eating Falcones right now. Hey, everybody. The Thunder won a game uh, yet last night. It is this morning. It is the morning it now. Is, it is 106 a.m. Uh, 2019. Year February, of our Lord. Year, year of our Lord. Year of our Lord. 2019. February 23rd. Is it the, uh, what day is it? Today is the 23rd. Woo! Um, this is your pregame podcast for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That was a bad joke. It's, <laughs> I it's, got it's it. Late. That was funny. Guys, what a game. I will admit, first of all, um, when Russell Westbrook missed that shot at the end of regulation, um, as everybody knows, it was an 8.30 tip-off, so we were already kind of late, more than usual. Russell misses that shot. I stomped out of the tunnel and went back into the media room. I was so upset. I wanted to go home, but wow, what an incredible double overtime thriller of a game this was. This is where we're starting? Yeah. This mm-hmm. is, by the way, hi, I'm TV's Jerry. I'm oh, yeah, jo- by the way, TV's Jerry. I am joining Madison Morris and uh, Brady Trantham. I'm against, sorry, Brady, go ahead. Against your will. Yes. <laughs> That's have. actually very accurate. Uh, it is 107 in the morning right now, and 107.7 the franchise. That is oh. what we do. That is why I'm a professional here. That's a radio That's station. Yeah. I want to get into it immediately. First of all, thank you guys for allowing me to be uh, on this podcast. We uh, made you tonight. You guys do a great job doing this. Let's just kind of get into, Brady, you're talking about you went to the missed shot in, in fourth quarter that went into overtime. This game deserved overtime. It really did. You look at, first of all, what Russell Westbrook did tonight. And uh, it's shades of MVP season, Russell Westbrook. Uh, the guy was absolute stud, scoring the ball, shooting the ball from three. Uh, his best shooting night, wouldn't you guys say, from the three-point line all season? Easily. Easily the best one of the season. And for, let me see. For Russell? No, yes. for the Russell from the three-point line. Oh, yeah. He, he had a, what was it, a season-high six-made threes? Season-high six-made, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was just on a completely different level. He looked like old Russell in the first half, and the Thunder kind of rode an eight, nine, ten-point advantage into the first half, and it kind of looked like, wow, like, the length, the athleticism, it's really getting to Utah right now. And the Thunder are already 2-0 and against them this season. Maybe it's like, wow, maybe the tide has turned um, when we remember last year's postseason disappointment for the Thunder. But second half was a much different story. I mean, Derek Favors decided not to miss. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is the second Incredible. coming. <laughs> He's the second coming of Dwayne Wade. I love watching him play. I love me some Dwayne Wade, as everybody knows. Um, so I love watching Donovan Mitchell play. And the Jazz really just punished the Thunder, like especially yeah. on the glass. And Russell just kind of started to cool off a little bit. Paul George started to heat up. But it was really subtly. And, you know, Jerry, you're right. This game did deserve overtime. But for about until about the six, seven-minute mark of the uh, fourth quarter when the Thunder went on an 8-0 run to get down by two, it really looked like, wow, the Jazz are going to pull away from this one and win fairly easy, easily. Um, as they were playing. Sure. Now listen, second quarter, the Oklahoma City Thunder outscore uh, Utah 31 to 23. And it really does look like Oklahoma City is on it. I mean, we're talking about Russell Westbrook uh, doing his job and leading this team. Paul George starting to warm up. You saw Jeremy Grant leak out, uh, Terrence Ferguson leak out. Like it was all, even Steven Adams looked like he had spent a couple of days on a beach and he was like walking and running around uh, just well. Then you get to the third quarter. Utah damn near scores 40 in the third. 38 points. 
Can somebody does some, you, somebody tell Donovan Mitchell if you play like this before the All Star break, you can be an All Star? <laughs> yeah. But, but okay. <laughs> but, but um, who would he have taken if he played like this prior the first prior to the All Star break? Who would he have taken? Anyone. Anybody. Did you see him tonight, Brady? I mean, he. He was hitting scoops he, off of one dribble to the basket. The he hottest was, of takes, but yes, tonight he was one of the best ten players in the in the league. Well, you, I thought I thought last year in the postseason, you know, watching him just dismantle the Thunder game after game, like this guy's going to be a top five player in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you know, prior to last year's All Star break, he was just kind of a fun story because oh look, he won the slam dunk contest. That's cool. Like good for Utah. They they lose Gordon Hayward. Maybe they got this young little talent and Donovan Mitchell. They can start building upon but it happened so quick quickly and yeah i mean donovan mitchell is a guy that you pay to see and everything happened everything worked out tonight for everybody in attendance it was a playoff atmosphere it was a loud game it was it was just a fun game to be um, a part of and i feel bad again because i was kind of a piss ant the whole time just like we would be in the locker room by now if it was a seven o'clock tip off but man what a what a game no, it was definitely a good game, and I agree. Definitely, like, playoff, like, atmosphere. Guys were very excited to be here. Marquise Morris even commented without even being asked in the locker room that he really enjoyed the fans. He really enjoyed the atmosphere here. He said people were loud. That's kind of what he was hoping for coming to Oklahoma City, and that's what he got. So, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about Morris later, but, I mean, just this game overall, it was exciting to be at. Yes, the double overtime was a little bit of, like, a pain at first just because it was an 8.30 tip, but – I mean, looking back on that, that's kind of all you could ask for coming out of the All-Star break. And the first game back is here in Chesapeake Energy Arena. You know, the Thunder just delivered exactly the way that people kind of expected them to. Russell Westbrook obviously surprised a bunch of people uh, just being as accurate and as energetic as he was. It was just, it was a great game. I mean, there's going to be something about Utah that's going to get Oklahoma City's gears grinding anytime that they either come here or they go to Salt Lake City. So, you know, it was just, it was a fun game to watch. And I mean, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, those, that's just like the dynamic duo right now. It was incredible to watch. Is this the new, is this this era of Thunder basketball, Russell Westbrook and Paul George? Is Utah this, this era is Memphis? I see what you're saying there, and it's it, it, it's it's cute with to, more offense. It's cute to do, it's cute to do that, but I mean we're talking about what it, Portland does the same thing, right? They're chasing Golden State this year. Let's see what Denver and these guys, whenever they match up, what they do. There's a there's the a, Northwest Division is just insane. There's a handful of teams right now that are that Memphis. I mean this damn West is stacked, and the fact that the Oklahoma City Thunder have a legitimate shot to be the two seed in the West this year with what they put together is fantastic. Speaking to the dynamic duo, 45 points for Paul George, 43 points for Russell Westbrook. Paul George didn't have a turnover. I, I 31 asked, shots, no turnovers. I asked our, our own Matt Rockard, Matt Burton, at home to look up the last time two Thunder players had 40 points. The only thing he could really find was a game years ago uh, in... Uh, Back in the black and white days. In 15, <laughs> where KD and Westbrook had 40. Uh, back in 12, yeah, there KD was, had 51 and Russ had 40. This is a rarity that yeah, happened tonight. There was a game 2010, I believe, James Harden's, was it his rookie year or his second year when Russ, KD, and Harden had 30 points each? You know, oh, that's, wow. that's about as close as you're going to get to a performance like tonight. And, you know, we haven't, we haven't even mentioned, Russell Westbrook fouls out with, like, what, 30 seconds left in the first overtime? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like, oh, my goodness, that there goes, like, the Thunder's chance. And I kind of jokingly tweeted out when that happened that the last time that Russell fouled out in a tightly contested game late, 
the Thunder won. It was that game on the road against Philly where Paul George hits that uh, big shot um, at the end. Uh, Russell actually fouled out just prior to that shot. Deja vu. Um, All over and they, again. They, they, <laughs> and they ended up winning again. But, you know, Russell fouls out. And then Abdul Nader, who played in the first half, was not very good at all on both sides of the floor. Doesn't play at all in the second half. He gets benched in favor of Deontay Burton, who goes out there. Um, Billy Donovan ends up going with uh, Abdul Nader after Russell fouls out, and he said in the postgame that he thought it was just kind of a gut feeling, I want to go with Nader. And 10 seconds into the, their next offensive possession, they swing the ball, they set up Nader in the corner, and he nails a three. And then he comes up with a steal, and then he forces another turnover on defense. It's just, you know, everyone's going to point to Paul George, and we'll get to that in a few seconds. But, you know, everybody made little plays here and there that were so necessary for this uh, for the Thunder to win tonight. And you think about Abdul Nader, just defensively. Mm-hmm. He took on... Donovan Mitchell. He had the two biggest defensive plays of the night. Unbelievable. And for a kid, and and listen, in a 148-147 game that the Oklahoma City Thunder win, it's going to take a weird situation like that where a guy like Abdul Nader makes big plays. Think about that. The possessions that he did, you know, is the one-point difference there. Utah didn't have a guy on their bench come up with a big play. It was Oklahoma City, and that really is that small little difference uh, in this game is what had the uh, Oklahoma State Thunder 148-147. Go I ahead. mean, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. I was actually uh, I was reading a little bit. I thought it was kind of interesting looking at bench points, and Oklahoma City's bench only had 14 points. And so only the starters tonight were able to finish in double digits. I mean, guys like Dennis Schroeder really struggled uh, tonight. He was 3 of 16 on the night, 1 of 6 from the floor – or from three-point. Only finished with nine points. I mean – Dennis Schroeder, he is continually getting better and better, but at the same time, he has nights like he did tonight where things just don't go right, things just don't mesh for him. Um, and, you know, when you have guys like Russell Westbrook and Paul George to kind of back that up and come in and make sure that, you know, it's kind of overlooked in a sense, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, if Dennis Schroeder had made a couple more of his shots, we may not have even seen overtime tonight. So It, it was the gold patch. It, and the gold patch is back. It's, fatherhood does weird stuff to you guys. He did. Fatherhood he welcomed a baby weird. in. Uh, yes. Dennis Schroeder Jr. There is another Dennis in the world now. By the way, walking back, I, you know, I heard one of the people that work here is like, how's the baby? Cute as a button. Uh, he's cute. You get stuff like that when you're a dad. That didn't happen to him three three weeks ago. It's happening to him now. Wow. Just a different player, just a different human being now. To kind of tell to kind of tell I'm so sorry, Brady, go oh, ahead. Oh, no, 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 please, please. Oh, to kind of tell you, please. though, how Utah should have won this game. Uh, they shot 49% to Oklahoma City's 46. They out-rebounded them, what, 63 to 49? 60 to 43, they out-rebounded oh, them. Thanks. They threw more assists, 33 to 29. Offensively, 14 offensive rebounds to 11. Uh, 10 blocks to the Oklahoma City Thunder's five blocks. Um, they outshot them 43% to 40 uh, free throws. They went to the line 31 times. Oklahoma City goes 25. I mean, everything, if you look at this box and you look at these uh, stats, everything led to a Utah win. It's just little tiny things that Oklahoma City well, did, and having uh, you know the MVP candidate and Paul George, and, that helped. You know, and that's what I wanted to get into next. Um, you know, of course, after Russell goes out, you know, everybody kind of has the same thought that I that I had. It's like there goes the Thunder's chance. But wow, it was like the Thunder just didn't miss a beat, and mm. you don't do that against a quality opponent in a playoff atmosphere without a guy like Paul George, the way that he's playing right now, and. You know, the, the good thing for him is it seemed like the entire basketball world was watching tonight because you saw guys like Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Beal, C.J. McCollum tweeting out, like, MVP, like, wow, like, what an incredible performance by Paul George. It just, 
this is a different Paul George. This is a different Oklahoma City Thunder. And I have to say, it's it's fairly similar to the Kevin Durant days when, um, you know, if Russell would have a bad game, Kevin Durant would, you know, drop 35 with relative ease and the Thunder could cruise to a victory over a quality opponent. And vice versa, if KD had a bad game, Russell could do the same thing. I think the Thunder are back to that level of play. And, uh, I mean, I guess, what do you guys want to unload first? The MVP case or just... Um, the Thunder are legit, a legitimate threat, you know, in the postseason. I don't like, I don't want to get into the Golden State business, but they're just they're playing at a level right now that is very similar to uh, the Kevin Durant days. So I tweeted out as soon as the game ended that if something like what Paul George just did at the end of this game does not solidify his entrance into the MVP talk or even the MVP finalist kind of mindset then I don't know what would because this guy has been phenomenal I set it back in November I have no idea how long this is going to last for Paul George to be this hot and to be this on fire with his offensive uh, shooting with his defensive just ability to do what he does. I don't know. Sorry, I'm a little tired, so my words are a little short. But why are you tired? Use your words, Madison. <laughs> it's Use your it's words. Uh, almost 1:30 in the morning. But um, no, what I was saying is just if that's not going to solidify him into like a serious MVP contender, then I don't know what would because he has just been so impressive. I think Thunder fans have just been absolutely wowed with his performance, and it's not really just on one end of the ball like some of the other MVP finalists maybe you know it's just it's him overall as a player him as a teammate him as um, a guy who's able to come in and just shut things down even if he has to pick up a little bit of slack so I just think that's very impressive and that's why I don't understand why he's not like a front runner for the MVP. I can see the momentum of it starting to be a two-headed race between Giannis and Harden over the All-Star break. You sort of saw that Paul George didn't necessarily do anything um, to set himself apart during All-Star break. Like mm-hmm. we saw that. He didn't uh, really talk or blame Scott Foster for. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but but it, you could see, and you, both you guys, I know you guys paid attention enough where you could see the momentum. You know, it's either Giannis or Harden, and think about it. Uh, last night's doubleheader on ESPN. You got Giannis and and, and Harden there and both of them were the big stories right mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving missing something was also a big story <laughs> there but tonight in a prime you know in a prime time game we're talking a night game here uh national television ESPN uh putting this out there Madison you're absolutely right if this doesn't solidify this as a three-headed race then nothing will uh this highlight's going to be and this game is going to be all over uh throughout the night and in the morning and whatever and yes Paul George without Russell Westbrook on the floor won a game for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I like it. Afterwards, Brett Dawson tweets out, pretty sure Paul George just yelled, this is my city after the floater uh, that put him up 148 to 147. Mayor David Holt says, I, for one, welcome our new PG overlord. It is the best <laughs> line in Simpsons history, and uh, I'm sure every, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, subscribers will know what line I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just... I got to admit, like, Madison and I are standing in the tunnel, and, uh, you know, we're behind a bunch of people. We can't really see the floor, so we're kind of forced forced to look up in the sky and watch the Jumbotron. When Paul shot that floater, it it looked like it had no business dropping. It looked like that's an air ball waiting to happen. This is going to be a a disastrous end to an exciting game, and it dropped, and I I gasped. I was like, oh, my God. I gasped. Like it was, it was just incredible. It's just one of those. It's a moment. It's an MVP moment, and 
Um, I know Harden has his 30-point streak going. I know Giannis. I mean, Giannis up until this point has been my MVP because the Bucks have not faltered. They have just been the best team in the league. The two things that he's done the most is put the Bucks number one in the East yeah. and made Chris Middleton an all-star. <laughs> exactly. those, those are the two things that he's done to solidify his MVP year. Um, yeah, he's basically LeBron James to Tristan Thompson. Yeah. That's why Tristan Thompson got a huge contract, and that's why he gets to have seven sims with IG models. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. We can do a whole other podcast on that, yeah. Madison. Madison, do you want to talk about the graphic I just showed you from ESPN? Yeah, so uh, Jerry just pulled up a graphic on uh, his phone. Jerry pulled it. up a graphic. He wasn't graphic. Was oh, a yeah. Huge I probably difference should, yeah. Jerry pulled up something he didn't have a producer pull <laughs> Oh, up. gosh, what is this? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, he did pull up this graphic, and it tells us uh, team with 40 points in the same game in the past 25 seasons so Paul George and Russell Westbrook obviously it was the first time this tonight. season yes first time this season back in 2017 Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins did that random uh, very random okay the next three which is 2015 2012 and 2012 again Russell Westbrook Kevin Durant Wow. So that's big time when it's coming from Oklahoma City. Who's that last crappy duo? Oh, and uh, 1996, some guy named Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Uh, don't know who they <laughs> don't are. Don't know who they are. We'll, uh, but we'll do a quick. I'm U- a little too we'll, young for that. We'll do a quick YouTube of those two. <laughs> Michael Jordan is the best two guard in Chicago Bulls history. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm gonna die on that hill. <laughs> who, who's number one? I, I can't think. It's two o'clock in the morning. No, Michael Jordan is the best two guard in Chicago. I'm like I said. Oh, I thought you said the. Se- I thought you said the second best two guard. No, no, like, no. What? He's the best two guard in Chicago Bulls history. Oh, good God. Um, I guess the other thing, you know, the Thunder, you know, now lead the season series with Utah 3-0, so they're going to have that tiebreaker. They have the tiebreaker over Portland. Um, they're 0-2 against Denver. They got that coming up Monday. Madison, you and I will be flying Monday night uh, for that Tuesday night game that we're excited for to be covering for the franchise. Um, that's going to be a big game. Uh, the Thunder have to turn around in less than 24 hours and play Buddy Heald and the Kings, who were a Buddy Heald hesitant three-point attempt away from beating the Warriors. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what we see um, tomorrow, tonight, I should say. Tonight. But, you know, the Thunder are 38-20. and 20. This was a game that they should have won, and then they should have lost, and then they should have won again, and then they should have lost again, and they ended up winning it on the fourth or fifth try. Um, it's just we've seen this team win in so many different ways. And no matter if, if they go through a terrible third quarter, a terrible first half, this team always finds itself in positions to win games. And I'm just wondering, uh, uh, Madison, I'm just wondering, um, how confident are you projecting this team into the postseason when those types of games and those types of moments are so paramount? This team has proven that they can do it. Yeah. Now, there were a couple times tonight, and I think it was double overtime or just one of the overtimes. Brady and I were kind of laughing, and we were like, what is going on out there? Not because it was sloppy, but just because it was a little hectic, which rightfully so. These guys have already exceeded the 48 minutes, so it kind of just got a little crazy. But, um, you know, I just I, I am a little confident in this, just watching them come out of all-star break and play at a high level like they did tonight. Um, I just thought it was very impressive especially going into two overtimes it was already an 830 tip these guys just came back from the beach they've been uh playing video games steven adams 
Um, (laughs) Had they had a baby? Like, you know, a lot has happened in the very short but Stephen Adams and who had a baby? No, no, no. So Stephen Adams was playing video games, as he showed us on Instagram multiple times. While someone else had a child. And Dennis Schroeder had a baby. As a community, they had a child. They had another Thunder baby. There's another Thunder baby. There's another umlaut walking around in the world now. So appropriate that... uh, you had the thing go on uh, with Robert Kraft today uh, because, <laughs> because this game was just a ton of back and forth and a very happy ending. Robert Kraft, six rings and a prostitution ring. I almost died when I read that on my watch at work. But anyway, uh, kind of wrapping up my thoughts, I, I am a lot, I'm a lot more confident than I was. Brady and I kind of talked about this on the podcast we recorded last night about, you know, just what was – the amount of optimism we have watching the Thunder come out of All-Star break and finish out these last 25. You know, I feel a little bit more optimistic now watching the way that they were able to perform as a unit tonight. I mean, yes, the Thunder bench kind of slacked tonight. You got, I mean, Utah had guys like Jay Crowder drop 20 and then the Thunder bench as a whole had 14. So, you know, that's going to be a little detrimental if you don't have guys like Paul George and Russell Westbrook performing at the level they did tonight. But if you do, then, you know, it's a completely different story. So, I, I mean, I feel a little bit better. I'm eager. I'm excited to see how far they can go. Um, I think that my, what was it, 17 and 8 prediction for the remainder, like remaining 25, uh, I'm maybe wanting to bump that up to maybe like, I don't know, 18 well, and 7. They're going to they're gonna lose tonight. <laughs> I think they're going to lose. Against so? Sacramento. But, hey, there is no Amon Shepard, so there is hope. Yes. Listen, this team is this team has won a ton of games that they lose uh, convincingly last year. This is a completely different team than it was last year. Uh, and I like Madison. Uh, I'm not as optimistic as she is, but I'm very optimistic that they're going to end up number two in the West. And that's exactly where you want to be. Just setting yourself up, waiting to see if you can get a hold of Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and really quick on that before we go, I think that it is kind of important for the Thunder to try and get that two spot because while they are three and zero against the Jazz this year, I think that that's probably the scariest foe that they can find in the bottom half of that bracket. I mean, wouldn't you say? Uh, Currently, Utah. I'm still not a big fan of Portland. Yeah, I mean, there's always the phantom of Portland, considering how we've the seen addition this. of Rodney Hood and Ennis Kanter, uh, especially in the the dislike. Oh, can you imagine I'm just, Thunder I'm, I'm Blazers with Kanter making yeah. a bunch of buck? Oh, so there's some stuff going on down there. And but listen, Utah is just you know it, it is it's a it's Avengers Civil War. Yeah. Uh, you know we have a Stephen Adams, they have a Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. uh, they you know we have a Paul George, they have a Joe Ingles. I mean, yeah, listen, that's... that defense of Joe Ingles. Oh no, in the he's fantastic. Quarter. I'm just laughing because he is the most unathletic looking athlete I've ever seen. But gives Paul life, George fits, holy boy. Crap. Bill Embiid. Uh, and you talk about Russell Westbrook, uh, they have a Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it is it is it's it's Marvel Civil War. Um, I mean. Another thing, I think it makes it so fitting that Paul George, you know, put another stamp on his MVP case against the Utah Jazz, a team that really embarrassed him last year. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an embarrassing performance. Now, of course, Paul was dealing with some injuries, but his bursar sacked. Yeah, and his el- his elbow was an extra twenty pounds or whatever. Um, even still, you know that everyone remembered that Game Six performance where he was afraid to shoot the ball, mm-hmm. and Russell took all the threes and all the shots. And hey, the Thunder almost snuck back and won that game, but they ultimately lost, got bounced, and it was just kind of like the exclamation point on a disappointing year. But you know, a few months later, Paul George MVP case, and he did it against the Jazz, and just just incredible. It's a game, one of the best games I've ever seen in person. Yeah. 
Um, and also, one more thing. Uh, Jerry, do you want to tell us who you got to see in the tunnel after you uh, walked out of the locker room? No big deal. I mean, I, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, huge Piston fan. Been a Piston fan since I was young back in the bad boy 80 days. And, oh, just Mr. Big Shot Chauncey Billups was there. Oh, NVD. Former and, Denver Nugget Chauncey And it Billups. was so embarrassing because he's Boston like, Celtic. he's like, TV's Jerry. And I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> not now. Not now. That's how it went, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I mumbled some stuff. No I know photos, so- please. Somewhere I said, Mr. Big Shot. And I was just like. Uh, yes, and I, I listen. I am growing as a man. I did not take a selfie with him. Ah, oh, good. It's really hard for the restraint. I saw a lot of people t- take selfies with uh, uh, what's his name, MC Hammer. Oh uh, yeah. The, well, MC yeah. Hammer's fair game. We're not the, the credential doesn't say you know no autographs or whatever for bankrupt for, they, form, former bankrupt. What are you <laughs> doing? You know how good I looked in hammer pants, bro. You weren't there for it. You don't get it. My dad said that he has hammer pants, and I hope I never see that. And that's that's where we're going to end it. Jerry, thank you so much for staying up a little bit later with us. And doing oh, podcast. are you kidding me? I Can we do it again tomorrow? Um, I'm kidding. No. Technically, we won't be doing it tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow no. the, the Thunder do not play tomorrow. Um, they do it today. Yes. Um, yeah, let's, let's all go home and work on our stuff, everybody. Good show. Good show. Good game. Um, every, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Thank you to TV's Jerry once again. Follow him on Twitter, TV's Jerry, and catch his show every day from noon to 3, Monday through Friday on 107.7 Franchise with Gay Biker and Kelly Gregg. It's awesome. I like to listen to it um, when I'm getting ready because I wake up with noon because I'm, I'm a loser. I'm just a loser writer. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much. Good night. Good night. <laughs>